the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Really nice day. Some sun, some clouds, high near 60. Getting cloudier tonight, low down to 42. Then the fun begins tomorrow with rain and maybe a little snow mixed in. So it's to be very windy. A good chunk of the day into the evening. This kind of cloudy at night. Temperature dropping throughout the day to a low around 20. And of course, uh, overnight, Saturday into Sunday, you have the daylight savings bringing forward uh, an hour. And then a mix of clouds and sun for Sunday with a high of 39. It should be noted that once we get to Monday, we bounce back up. It's been crazy how we've seen 15, 20 degree swings easy sometimes. So we go from 39 on Sunday to 59 on Monday. And then the good news, if you're a warm weather type, looks like we're going to be in the 60s every day next week, maybe even touch 70 a day or two. Doesn't mean we might not bounce back down again. It is still March. But it's nice to have a, a good stretch where you don't have to wonder, so I do I need my ice scraper today or can I wear shorts? So eventually we'll get out of the winter stuff. I don't mind winter. I like it. Uh, I wish we actually had one more big snowstorm of some sort. It was just kind of chilly. But in any case, we'll take what God gives us and be grateful every day. Right? Right. Flyers lost 6-3 to uh, Florida last night. And uh, they'd won a couple of games in a row. Now they're back on the loss side of things, although Florida, one of the best teams in the league. And Flyer interim head coach Mike Yo, uh, on his advice to the team after they lost. It's not always about what you give. It's also about what you cost the team. And so obviously guys go out there and you want to help the team and you want to score a goal and, and make a play and do something. And, but, you know, there's areas of the, that you have to be certain that you're not going to put the other team in a, in a better position or in a vulnerable or put ourselves in a vulnerable position because we're trying to force something that's not there. We simplified our game and we, uh, and our approach in the second period, and we ended up scoring three, three goals. So it goes to show you that, you know, by doing those things, you're not limiting yourself. You're not taking away creativity. You just have to be smart enough to take what the other team's given you. And obviously again, you got to stay out of the box. You can't make big mistakes at big moments of the game. Flyer interim head coach Mike Yo, uh, as he was speaking there, is thinking of our general manager Lorenzo, who has often said, "You have to, you know, you've heard walk before you run." Uh, one of the things he encourages us here at the station is to get really good at the everyday, the basic things you need to do. It is easy, and as I think that Mike Yo was talking about, sometimes you can try and do too much, or you're focused on one thing, maybe that comes easy to you, or what you like the most, or whatever it is, and you neglect the basics. And then in the end, it doesn't work. Uh, the Flyers, as far as last night goes, were down 4 nothing after the first period. And that looks really bad. And that, that happens because uh, of what Coach Yo was saying there. But then they wound up scoring three goals in the second period, made a game of it, was 4-3. They eventually lost 6-3, but they did 
make a game of it. They didn't quit. Flyer goalie Carter Hart talked about that. I thought we responded really well. Didn't come out too uh, too great in the first and just put that behind us and really battled back. And it was a great response from our group and um, just shows the character that we have. And I mean, they're a good hockey team. We know that. But for us to battle back and get into that game after being down four, that speaks volumes. And I know it's not the result we want, but we just need to carry that into next game. Flyers goalie Carter Hart. By the way, just on on a side note, I love sports. I know some folks do too. I know some folks don't like sports or they're not into sports as much. When we pull different audio clips from the Flyers, Phillies, Sixers, Eagles, all that, I often try and look for things uh, that that kind of you can think bigger picture of. Even if you're not a, a, you know, follow the game, you can still hear about things about whether it's perseverance or redirecting or still learning despite losing or whatever it might be. Because there are lessons to be learned a lot of places, if you are including in the world of sports, maybe even especially in the world of sports, if you're looking for them. Case in point, last night the Sixers had a big game. They played Brooklyn, and they got crushed. Uh, And it wasn't pretty. Head coach Doc Rivers uh, did talk about that a little bit. And I just thought they played harder. They were more aggressive. They played in our airspace all night. I thought they were the more physical team all night. I didn't think we played together tonight. I thought it was one of those games, a great example of a team that hasn't been together uh, early on and everybody was going to try to do it themselves. And you could see that early on. I think at one point it was like 17 to 4 in assists. They were moving it. We didn't. It, to me, the stops. We didn't get any stops early. They made the shot. Uh, we wasn't in front of guys. They beat us down the court. Everything tough tonight. Honestly, they did. And, you know, so we'll, we'll learn from it. That's Sixers head coach Doc Rivers again. Simply the importance of teamwork. And he said even early on, you can tell everyone's trying to do their own thing. And like in life, that doesn't always work out so well. James Harden, the new Sixer superstar, joined the team. And he also talked a bit about what went wrong, but also a bright side. I mean, just miss shots. You know, there's no excuses. Some turnovers where, you know, just careless. You know, individually, I got to be better. And then uh, as a team, you know, I watch film to see where can we be better. And uh, we just try to continue to improve. Like, this is only our sixth game together as a unit. You know, I'm still, I'm still trying to figure things out. Since I've been here, everything has been, you know, sweet. And we've been winning games. And so tonight was good for us. And we get an opportunity to come down to reality, you know, watch film and just continue to get better and making sure we get the right strides. Yeah, it's interesting. James Harden, who came over from Brooklyn a couple of weeks ago, they have won every game till last night with him in the lineup. They lost one where he was sitting out. And there's a lot to even unpack there, you know. You can uh, you have to learn how to rebound after things have been going sweet for a while. That, that can happen in life. And also the fact that a guy of his stature, one of the best players in the game and in, in recent decades really, is still humble enough to talk about it and and say, I've got to keep learning. Like, I, you know, you never stop learning. So that's James Harden of the Sixers. Uh, the Flyers, I mentioned, lost 6-3 to Florida. Major League Baseball, bright spot. You may have heard, of course, by now that uh, the owners and the players got an agreement together, five-year deal. So opening day now back on the calendar, set for April 7th. They had lost a couple of weeks to the season, but now it looks like they're going to be able to make all the games up that they thought they were going to lose. So it looks like a full season of baseball is coming up. Again, starting April 7th for opening day. Uh, our uh, Save the Children is something we've been working out. Uh, just a scoreboard from the uh, little sports segue to the Save the Children scoreboard. Uh, it's frozen a bit on our site. We are trying to rescue 200 children on the uh, edge of starvation in Niger. And we're at 14 at last count. So that's good. We have the month of, of March that we're working on with this. And it's ongoing work that, that Save the Children does. Uh, if you would like to help out, you can go right to our site 
and click the Save the Children banner and help out. It's $60 to cover the cost of one uh, rescue, if you will. And it revolves around a special food called Plumpy Nut. And it's like a peanut-based protein kind of food. It has some vitamins and minerals in it. And there's also some medication provided alongside that Plumpy Nut. And each packet has about 500 calories, so it really goes a long way. These are children not who are undernourished, but are on the brink of starvation. And even to get someone to nurse them from that position where it's even hard to get them to eat is a task. So your help can provide, and it also doesn't have to be refrigerated, which is a big blessing. Uh, so a, a mom can come get some of this from the different centers that Save the Children has and take it home enough to get their child nursed back to uh, at least a stable point and then go from there. Uh, so if you want to help out, WFIL.com is where you can do so. Uh, you can also help out. I don't have the paper in front of me, but I'm, I'm trying to remember this from. Actually, I'm not going to try it. I'll find it. It's an it's an eight. Uh, it's a new number. That's why I, usually I had a different number in my head that I remember, but I don't happen to have it in front of me. But I will find that and pass it along. Um, so, but I will say this: if you also want to help with that endeavor as a listening family, 200 children, sixty dollars one time covers one. You can do the math from there. Or if you want to help out on a monthly basis, like say ten dollars a month. That would actually cover uh, 60, uh, two children. Like So for every $5 a month, it covers a child. So however you want to do it, and the math is on our site, that, that's the way to go too. You know, monthly sometimes is even better. It helps save the children as they're planning their work. And that goes for any ministry you would hear on our radio station. We do encourage you to support them too, WFIL.com. If you go there, we have a program guide, and you can uh, uh, connect to the different ministries on our site. I encourage you to pick one. Maybe pick one this weekend. Send them a note of encouragement. Thank you, or, you know, for being on the air. We appreciate you. If you can send a gift with that, that also goes a really long way to helping the program stay on the air and helps encourage the different ministries. Uh, it really does go a very long way. WFIL.com, both for Save the Children and also to connect with the ministries and for the contest. We have a lot of those on our site as well. We're really looking forward to a couple special guests this hour, including uh, Pastor Paul Shepard who's going to be at our pastor's appreciation breakfast. And uh, that's March 31st. We'll bring him on here shortly. Also have the one and only legendary Dion Warwick is going to join us too. That and our now that's punny segment all to cap things off. You're listening to the Tim DeMar show today, AM 560 WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. It's the Tim DeMar show podcast available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. It is 4.15 in the Tim DeMoss Show, uh, 8.55, by the way, 863-5492, the number to help out with Save the Children. I just grabbed that during the commercial break there, 855-863-5492. And I mentioned the scoreboard's frozen. Uh, we're waiting for a report from Save the Children. I think the number is actually a bit higher than 14, uh, but we still have some good ground to cover here. So if you would, would you pick up the cost of one child, perhaps uh, maybe a couple, or do a monthly gift that could allow you like a $30 a month gift? You could do six children that way uh, if you were to help out for the next year. 855-863-5492 or at WFIL.com. When you're there, you'll also see that our Ministry of the Month for March is Destined for Victory, which is weekdays at 2.30 and 9.30 in the evening over the weekend as well, and that there's a Pastor's Appreciation Breakfast coming up Thursday, March 31st, and Pastor Paul Shepard from Destined for Victory going to be part of that. He's been preaching since he was a young man, as a teenager. He's been in the pastoral ministry since the early 80s, served as Associate Pastor of West Oak Lane Church of God in Philadelphia for seven years, uh, Senior Pastor of Abundant Life Christian Fellowship 
for 20 years and with Destiny Christian Fellowship now in Fremont, California. Local guy, studied at UPenn and Cuts and many other places, and we're really glad to have him on the program today. Pastor Paul Shepard, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well, Tim. Good to hear your voice, and and I'm glad to be able to speak to the listeners there in the Delaware Valley. Absolutely. PastorPaul.net, one way folks can check you out, and also, of course, on the radio, 2.30 each weekday afternoon, 9.30 weeknights, and several times over the weekend. Going to be sharing from God's Word at WFIL's Pastors Appreciation Breakfast, Thursday, March 31st. But before that very important discussion, I think another burning question is, what do you think of the Sixers trade to get James Harden? I couldn't believe it when I saw that news. I thought, boy, that's a that's quite a change. We'll see how it works out for them. Uh, last night, it didn't seem like we all got off to a great start. So we'll see where it goes from here. <laughs> now you grew up in Philadelphia, right? So and you moved to California when you're about Harden's age. I think he's 32, and you're what 31. Uh, I wish I was, I'll tell you the truth. But, uh, yeah, I hope that works out. But, boy, oh, boy, do they get a rude awakening by Brooklyn last night. We'll see what happens. Well, you're allowed to root for a couple teams, because I think the last time we spoke, you mentioned being a Warriors fan. If the Sixers and Warriors meet in the finals, what do you do? Yeah, that would be a difficult one. But it would be fun to watch, because I just I sit back and say, let the best team win, and I'll be excited no matter what happens. That's funny. Well, we're looking forward to you making that return to Philadelphia and sharing at that Pastors Appreciation Breakfast. Uh, how's the prep coming along? Can you give a little glimpse? I don't want you to put you, put you on the spot and or you know, things maybe <laughs> marinating, and also don't you give away too much. So whatever thoughts you have uh, so far, the direction you may gotcha. be going. Well, yeah, when I'm thinking about sharing and, and doing so prayerfully, the Lord is always free to, to nudge me in, in a different direction. But right now, I want to uh, see if I can help pastors put put some of the challenges we've all faced over the past two years into context. Um, because, it, it, you know, this has been not a fun time to live, but I think it can be an exciting time to minister because, uh, since the world is going through such turmoil, not only uh, as we're trying to get our find our footing after the devastation of COVID-19, and, and I'm not saying it's all the way over, but we're trying to get our footing. Uh, but in addition to that, we've got war over in, in uh, another part of the world. And it's, it's just it's just really not a fun time to live. But I think the Church of Jesus Christ is meant, is built for tough times. I really do. And I think if we can get our heads on right, then the Lord will help us to take this opportunity to minister life-giving truth to a dying world. And that's what what I want to share some things about how to do that very practically. You know, I'm a practical preacher. I don't like to I don't like to pontificate and uh, and <laughs> yeah. all of that. I, I like to just shoot straight. So that's what I hope to do with those who gather that morning. That's great. Pastor Paul Shepard's our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show. Destined for Victory is the radio program, of course. Been on the radio station for many years, and you can catch it weekday afternoons at 2.30 and weeknights at 9.30 and several times on the weekend. During one of our conversations, you mentioned knowing your audience matters. Of course, you've been uh, ministering. You've ministered in Philadelphia, California. There was a little time in Michigan. Um, and you talked about the importance. I think you mentioned Apostle Paul, right? Where depending on where you were, what you're going to say, where you are. Uh, so I'm guessing that applies even to pastors appreciation breakfast, uh, knowing you're at a one in Philadelphia versus pastors in California. Does that factor in exactly. for you? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It, it really does because I know uh, I know the unique challenges of people ministering in the Delaware Valley. 
Um, and of course, and, and in some ways, all of us are wherever we are in the country, we're having to rethink how we do ministry to to generations that are increasingly unchurched by background. Um, I, I'm sure it's no surprise to most of the listeners, uh, but for the few, it may be a surprise to let me just say, um, we baby boomers, I'm, um, I'm, you know, I'm one of those folks, baby boomers were those of us born from 1946 to 1964. And I'm one of those, we grew up in a world where you would see, it was common to see children going to some religious institution, church or synagogue or somewhere uh, on weekends and being taken by their parents or sent by their parents. Well, in case folks haven't noticed, uh, Generation X that followed us, Generation Y, what we call the millennials, and Generation Z, um, and now we even have a new emerging, uh, still developing generation called Generation Alpha. Those are generations that weren't typically raised in church or with any va- or given any value to religion. And while that upsets, I think, a lot of Christians and say, well, boy, I, I bemoan the fact that we're not a quote-unquote Christian nation, I thought, well, well, the church wasn't born in a Christian nation. The church was born where they needed to hear about Jesus. And I think we ought to take the, the, um, the view that Peter, Paul, all of the apostles took, that we have a dying world around us, but that's why Jesus raised us up. And we've got to find the ways to connect with them. Now, it's not going to be the same way we were connected with, uh, sitting on a church pew probably, but we're going to have to figure out how to do it. And I think the Lord will give us wisdom to do just that. So it's interesting you say that because on the ministry website, it talks about e-membership. And, yes. Right? And so, and again, I'm, I'm aware that as, a, as a, you being the pastor, there's only so much you can know and be a part of every single, you know, what's the web guy doing? What's the contest person doing? So I always, these questions I throw your way, like if you're like, oh yeah, I heard about that, <laughs> you know, or maybe you're very involved, maybe you're kind of involved in everything. Cause I, 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 you strike me as very intentional with your acts, but the e-membership thing, the quote unquote e-church, uh, there can be a distaste in some people's mouths. Like, come on, let's just get together. But there's also something I guess to be said for, like you were just saying, go to people where they are. Maybe they do come in person eventually, but don't not do something that, you know, it works both ways, I suppose. Yeah, I'm still trying to reach people in the area of Northern California where my church is based, and those folks I'm still inviting to come physically and get involved as much as possible. But what happened was, uh, in the midst of the pandemic, uh, one of my pastor, one of my covenant brothers who pastors a great church in the Washington, D.C. area, he said, you know what, with your radio outreach that God's given you across these decades— you probably have a lot of listeners who, for whatever reason, anywhere in the country or the world, they are not plugged into a local church. And he said, he said they, a lot of them probably consider you their radio pastor. He said, now, I know we don't consider that really pastoring because all we're doing is getting to preach to them. He said, but there are ways that you can build an online campus and minister to them. He said, I'm going to challenge you to just put it out there. I had never thought of e-membership in my life. I, you know, my dad, Har Shepherd Sr., who pastored in Philly for 45 years, he was an old-fashioned preacher, and he, was, and he felt like pastoring had to be hands-on. And, like, if you don't see your people, if you don't touch your people, you're not pastoring. That's the way <laughs> I was raised. And so, I, so when I heard about e-membership, I thought, okay, I guess there are some folks who, since they're not plugged in anywhere, I can see what I can do to 
And so I threw it out there just thinking, okay, maybe a few folks will take us up on it. Today, our church has members in 23 states and in, I think, eight countries, simply because last year this time, I took my friend's challenge up and said, hey, if you, I said, I would love for you to be plugged into a local church where you live, but if you haven't found one that fits your need, uh, for the time being at least, I'll be your pastor. We're creating an online campus. One of my associate pastors is heading that up, and he'll meet with you virtually and get you plugged in. I still counsel those folks on Zoom. Um, I, I still, I, I've I've gone to another state to do a wedding for an e-member, so wow. I, I'm figuring out, okay, I guess, I guess this will kind of work. My my dad's in heaven, so he won't be mad at me that I'm I'm pastoring <laughs> a, a little differently. Or if he is, <laughs> you'll hear about it later. I, I love the hands-on pastoring, but we do have to think differently as we try to reach the world. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, there's a freedom in the way you're speaking about it, because you can, I guess, see things from different, different ways, or maybe the e-church thing is a is how it how it winds up being for a large amount of people, but or it leads to something, or like you said, maybe it's for a season, and then it kind of naturally yeah. it dies off and can and converts to something else. So whatever it might be, it's yeah. nice to be open to those things without because I think people can also think you you, you want to uh, connect with your congregation. Like if right. I was a pastor, I want to know who's in the room, but I'd also want to say, right. okay, exactly. no matter, but but I also want to say, no matter who's in the room, I got something to tell you. So that's right. That, that is exactly the approach that I'm learning to take. And this is new to me, but I'm, I'm figuring it out as I go. I really do want people to be hands on. So what we're doing is telling our e-members, get into a life group. Uh, and since the pandemic, all of the life groups meet virtually anyway. And our life groups are groups of three to 12 people who say we're going to do life together. That's our byline. We want to do life together. So when we're when we're happy, we celebrate together. When we're burdened, we pray together. We grieve together, bereavements and that sort of thing. And and so e-members can plug into a, a life group because it's not based geographically anyway. All they got to do is find the right time to meet. And we have people, for instance, my men meet twice a month on Zoom. I have a, I have a pastor who has joined my church because he's a, a, a missionary in India, and he is 11 and a half hours, I think, from my time zone. So when my men meet at 9 in the morning on Saturday, two Saturdays a month, he meets with us, and it's, it's evening there. But he's there faithfully, and he does life with our men. So we're, we're trying to figure this out as we go. That's kind of good, though, too, because then it gives you that, you know, for God so loved the world, you're getting a even larger perspective, you know? So Yeah, that, that's exactly true. Pastor Paul Shepard, kind enough to hang out with us for a little bit today on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL in Philadelphia. PastorPaul.net's website, Destined for Victory, is the radio ministry. You can catch 2.30 each weekday afternoon, 9.30 in the evening as well, and several times on the weekend. Coming to do the Pastor's Appreciation Breakfast, Thursday, March 31st. By the way, are you a, how do you like your setup? Are you a, a sitter? You want a big high back chair, cross your legs, or a little pipe, or do you want a, uh, a <laughs> or a, are you a walker, a pacer, headset? You know, like you're ready to go to war? What are, what's the... Uh, I tend to just kind of walk back and forth close to the podium because I, 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 I'm a connector. I want to look at the people. And, and so, yeah, if I if I can have a lapel uh, or if I need to, if it needs to be handheld, that's fine. I'd prefer a, a lapel mic, but uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, I, I look forward to meeting the pastors there. The last time I did an event 
for pastors in the Delaware Valley has, was several years ago. Yeah. And uh, so I'm really looking forward to coming back and seeing what uh, what the leadership in the body of Christ is looking like now. I hope those listening can talk their pastors into I don't know if there's space available, to, but if there is, to be sure to sign up. So, And it's a free breakfast, so you, you can't go wrong. You're going to get fed for free. So I hope everybody shows up. Fed in multiple ways, right? So there's the, yes, indeed. There's the physical Absolutely. and the spiritual. By the way, so you know, maybe uh, you know, WFIL's Ministry of the Month is destined for victory. And every registrant, first of all, gets a free download, uh, the ability to, to see the sermon uh, Get Your Hopes Up. I know, you, again, you sure. preach a lot of sermons. This one sticks out clearly for you, or? I don't yes, want... yes. Get Your Hopes Up was something I did early in the pandemic because I was— because I was pretty much feeling pretty hopeless, like, oh, my goodness, because I'm, you know, again, being a hands-on pastor, um, when they told me, we, the, my area of the country, Northern California, the Bay Area specifically, was the first area that, that went into shutdown, and um, they didn't want us in our buildings at first uh, as churches, and so when I had my first service where the people couldn't come and we're on line, I'm standing there looking at a camera saying, this is not church. What in the world are we doing? <laughs> and I was, I was flat out depressed. I was like, I hope the people are, are looking at me, but I had no, no sense of it. And of course, I'm a, I'm a preacher that needs that feedback, some amens and head nods and things like that. And you can't get that from a camera. Right. And I was totally depressed. And so at a certain point, I preached a message really to myself. I hope somebody else got something out of it. But I preached a message called, get your hopes up. Do not let them sag into depression because the gospel is still powerful, changing lives, saving souls. And we just need to get our hopes up. That's a great word. That's a, And then so, again, folks tuning in, everyone gets access to stream that video sermon, get your hopes up. So it's not something you have to enter to win. But we do have things you can, you know, when you get that free access, you also uh, are entered to win. Uh, and uh, you pick one of these, if you will. I just want to rattle these off real quick. It's a book bundle. And every weekday we're giving away one of these. Lessons from the Vineyard, uh, the book. Your Purpose is Calling, the booklet. Victoriously Single, a booklet. Things You Ought to Know About God, Getting Right with Those You've Wronged, and Don't Waste Your Pain. number of booklets in that book there, too. I don't know if any of those come most naturally to you that you remember how they were put together or, or where they came from, but those are all part of it, too. Well, the, the most important one to me is my most recent full-length book, and that's the one, Lessons from the Vineyard. I preached a series on the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians 5 and also from a few verses in John's Gospel, chapter 15, where Jesus said, I'm the vine, my father's the husbandman, you're the branches. And so I just took that opportunity to preach on the fruit of the Spirit, as mentioned in, in uh, Galatians 5, and really unpack that, because it's one thing to talk about it. But, the, but you know, I'm a practical preacher, so I want to know, well, what's this love supposed to look like in my life? What about this joy? How do I get it? Where do you get it? You know, what, what's the peace and what's the patience and all of those things. So it's a full-length book in the bundle, and I hope that, as well as the booklets, will be a real blessing to everybody who, who gets it uh, gets a hold of them. Excellent, excellent. And there is uh, a grand prize, which is pretty neat, a Google Nest Hub Max. So for the, wow, the technology, nice. <laughs> I don't have one of those, but I, I don't know if you have one or are familiar with it, but 10-inch screen, HD, stereo speakers, stream music, podcast, watch videos, join Zoom meetings, like the ones you do with your uh, groups. 
and uh, display yeah. all those other things. So, wow, yeah. that's fantastic! I got I, I, yeah, I, I probably need to get one myself. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and if yeah, if we see a, a suspicious entry come in, we'll know, Pastor. Who's yeah, exactly, this? Exactly. <laughs> Wait a minute! I think that's Pastor Paul. <laughs> By the way, so I know, and just a couple last things to wrap up here. Folks just tuning in, Pastor Paul Shepard spending a little time with us today. PastorPaul.net, Destined for Victory uh, Radio Ministry, weekdays at 2.30 in the afternoon and 9.30 in the evening and several times over the weekend. Sharing from God's Word at Pastor WFL's Pastor's Appreciation Breakfast, Thursday, March 31st, absolutely free. Let your pastor know to register at WFIL.com. Uh, what do you find to be most important or among the important things, so you can serve the Lord as you do. And whether that's things you have to be careful to avoid, the way you set your day up, or just a bigger picture thing, to really lay the groundwork to, I'll I'll give an example, not take yourself too seriously. You could look at this e-church thing that's growing or other things and say, I'm Pastor Paul, or whatever it might be. It could be something positive, just to keep in mind to help keep this going, keep on track. Yeah, I think I think it is crucial that all of us will see our station in life and our circumstances as God ordained for this season. So, you know, all of us have unpleasant circumstances. And again, that's part of what I'll be talking to the pastors about. But all of us have have things we wish were not our realities, whether it has to do with your work life, your family life, um, whatever's going on. But we've got to, instead of bemoaning the darkness, we've got to say, Lord, you have me in this. And if I truly believe I'm called according to your purpose, then there's something you want to get done in the midst of what I'm dealing with. So even when Paul and Silas find themselves in prison and all they did was help somebody get free from, from being trafficked, um, a, a girl who they were using her, her gifting her demonic gifting uh, for for their personal gain, and they just trafficked this poor little girl. Well, when Paul and Silas ministered in that town and cast that spirit out of her, by which she told fortunes and such, the people whose whose money they they took away out took out of their pockets, they of course beat them and had them thrown in jail, and that's not pleasant. But we we all got to stop and look at well, what happened. And right there in Acts 16, we see it clearly that at midnight, they started singing and giving praise to God. And we've just got to find our way out of what would be misery and say, Lord, what do you want to do? And and I love that passage because it says, and the other prisoners heard them. Mm. So there are a lot of people around us who are, who are in bad circumstances like we are, but if they see us reacting differently, I think that by itself will be a great testimony to the goodness and grace of God. Amen. Amen. That's great. By the way, I remember uh, one time you spoke about that work-life balance. I think you said something about being married, you called being married uh, and, and raising your family as opposed to being married to your job, and there was a difference yes. for you in that. Um, Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Well, and, and to that point, to, along those lines, I think, have you, have you guys gotten to number 40 yet? You're around that number, aren't you? What, what's that? Marriage, 40 years. Oh, our marriage, May 1st, May 1st, 2022, Lord willing, Meredith and I will celebrate 40 years married. Uh, all to the glory of God, all to the credit of my wife. I just went along for a great ride. <laughs> <laughs> 
but she is a she is quite you know so many of my friends say how did you luck up like that like hey I, I you know I praise God for it but um but yeah 40 years this coming May and we're we're giving God all the glory amen amen last thing how people can pray for you anything come to mind in in this moment well, I want uh, the Delaware Valley to be joining me in prayer for this upcoming event, because if pastors are encouraged, then the people can be encouraged and blessed. So I want, if if your pastor hasn't been in the best headspace, uh, please talk them into coming, because I, I want to talk to him or her. I want to talk to leaders who haven't been in the greatest headspace and help them understand that God wants to help us live above our challenges. And I want to give them some real practical uh, steps for, for doing that. And, and I pray that it'll be a blessing. Amen. Amen. Great talking with you. Thank you so much, Pastor Paul. It's uh, we, uh, There's a little alliteration there, practical Pastor Paul, because the practical is so <laughs> important. I love it, Tim. Thank <laughs> so, you. Thanks so much for having me on again. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Thanks. Will do. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Pastor Paul Shepard going to be joining us for the Pastor's Appreciation Breakfast Thursday, March 31st. Absolutely free. Let your pastor know. Wonderful food, fellowship, music, prizes. And Pastor Paul sharing from God's Word. There are some some workshops as well. If you want to attend one of those ahead of time, you register. It's all free. WFL.com is where you get signed up and uh, all the details. So let your pastor know. Or if you are a pastor, you can help yourself. Quick break. The one and only Dionne Warwick joins us next in WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. Based on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Chart, she's the second most charted female vocalist during the rock era, 1955 to 1999. Songs like Walk On By, Then Came You with the Spinners, Heartbreaker, That's What Friends Are For, and this one, I Say a Little Prayer. Dionne Warwick joining us in a moment. Together, together, that's how it must be to live without you. It only for me. I say a little prayer. Dionne Warwick in 2018 received the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award, among many other things in her lifetime. Dionne Warwick, how are you? Hey, how you doing? Wonderful. Good to talk to you again. It's been a little while. We had a privilege of when you had your big birthday bash, I think was the most recent chance. How did that birthday party go? Absolutely incredible. <laughs> Wonderful. That's great. Well, let's jump into it. Of course, folks know you from all the different songs you've done, the music for sure, and the newest song, uh, Power in the Name. Talk about that song a little bit. The song was written many years ago by my, my son, Damon Elliott, and Crazy Bone from Buzz Bones and Harmony. Yeah. And I was asked for my voice on it, and I did. Um Surely I must admit that I have forgotten I recorded this song hmm. until Crazy and Damon reconnected. And they both felt that it was time, as I do, that this song means something that has to be heard and practiced. So uh, I'm thrilled to be a part of this project. That's great. And I understand that um, proceeds from it go to different charities as well. Are there a couple charities in particular, that mean a lot to you? You've done a lot of work over the years, but currently are there a couple charities that stand out for you? Well, I'm working very, very, uh, very much with uh, the uh, Smile. This is a song called Smile also recorded. Okay. For the, uh, for the Operation Smile organization. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's 
working with babies, and that's my heart, of course, mm. and giving these babies the opportunity through these wonderful doctors to have a smile, something that we do automatically, giving them the opportunity to do it as well. So those two are the, the, the projects that I intend to continue to be a part of. Dion Warwick's our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL in Philadelphia. CNN Films, I understand, has a documentary uh, in the works, or is it is it out yet? Or what's the status of that project? Are you, do you know? Yes, it'll be on CNN Special. CNN Plus is a new part of CNN. Okay. Uh, it's coming out this spring. Okay. And it's entitled Dion Warwick, Don't Make Me Open. Yeah. And is that something that, uh, just out of curiosity, is it something they've, they've been, like, in contact with you about back and forth asking you questions, or is it more something you're waiting to kind of see too, how it goes? Yeah, no, I was a part of it. Um, you know, they wouldn't let me see it. They wouldn't let me see the people that they were calling to be a part of it as well. But what it really does is it's giving people the opportunity to finally know the real Dion Warwick, not what they thought or what they're thinking or uh, how they felt, or it, they'll get to know Dion through Dion. That's great. Well, one of the one of the aspects, too, I understand that folks may remember that you certainly uh, have a local connection. Our station's in the tri-state area, and you spend a lot of time, um, I guess, were you born in uh, East Orange, New Jersey? I'm trying to remember if it was born in Jersey or... Yeah. Yeah. I was born, born in Orange, New Jersey, lived and raised in East Orange, New Jersey. Okay. Um, and finally ended up in Hartford, Connecticut, at the Hart College of Music. Yeah. Well, and you part because I think part of the documentary talks about time with your grandfather who had a church in Jersey. Is that right? That's right, in Newark, New Jersey. Wow. My grandfather, my still feel, was probably one of the wisest men that were ever walked this earth, second only to Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but he was just so full of wonderful wisdom things that he, he imparted to me, of course, at that into age, I didn't understand, but as I grew older, the things that he was saying to me or giving me thoughts, food for thought, uh, now resonate. You know, as I, as I grew older, some of the things that Grandpa used to say, finally I have a part myself saying, and it's a wonderful feeling, very inspiring. It's a real blessing to have that kind of a heritage, uh, so I, I, I can appreciate that. Um, let me ask you this too. You're active. It's kind of fun. You're active on Twitter, and you had a post mm-hmm. uh, recently where you share a few current likes and dislikes. And in the likes section, you mentioned you're still listening to your Brazilian music. And uh, I was, I, do you have a favorite artist or two or, or album you like to listen to? Oh my! I've made so many friends. I lived in Brazil for almost thirty years. Yeah, yeah. I've made so many friends in the industry itself, and I've had the pleasure of recording with them as well. Okay. Ivan Lin. Uh, Gal Costa, uh, Chico Buarque, um, Jean Bejim, um, and just and the list goes on and on and on. Um, I love Brazil. Brazil gave me an enormous hug and uh, claimed me as a carioca. So I am as much a Brazilian as I am an American. You know, I, I'm not sure if I mentioned, I think I mentioned this to you before, my, uh, my wife is from Visosa, Minas Gerais. And um, she has family in Sao Paulo. Her parents were actually missionaries from uh, the, to Brazil. Partly of Dutch Brazilian heritage. So, uh-huh. so we. Uh, I, 
Yeah. I lived in well, what considered to be uh, in the Jardim Botanico. Okay. Uh, across, uh, across the Lagoa. And uh, my neighbors, actually, was uh, Tom Jardim. Uh, wow. <laughs> and he was, he was such a hoot. He was, he was wonderful. Missing a lot. That's great. Well, and last question for you, too. I know you're talking to a lot of folks. Uh, one of your many interests, too, in addition to obviously the music, is your WG Design Lab company. Tell us about that, because uh, that's an aspect of you maybe people don't know about. Yeah, well, it's, it's uh, something that I've been doing for the, well over 30 years. And uh, my partner and I, Bruce Garrick, decided that we need to reinstitute it and let, let people know this is what we used to do, and now we're doing it again. Yeah. And uh, we had the opportunity to do some wonderful work with some wonderful people. I think one of my prides happens to be the Black Ensemble Theater in Chicago. Oh, wow. That we did the interior for. And uh, everybody has seen and uh, has visited the theater. They ooh and ah a lot. It's <laughs> wonderful to hear. <laughs> That's great. If folks that wanted to, quote-unquote, say a little prayer for you, what could they pray for you okay. about these days? Yes, keep me in the grace of God, please. That's all you have to do. Okay. Let God keep his arms around me. I'm sure he won't let you go. That's good. Dion, it's great to talk to you again. God bless you, and have a great rest of your day. Thank you, darling. You do the same. Take care now. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. The one and only Dionne Warwick on the Tim DeMoss Show today. The song is called Power in the Name. She's on it. Her son Damon Elliott and famous rapper Crazy Bone from the group Bone Thugs and Harmony do the bulk of the song. You'll catch Dion partway through. Let's give you uh, the song here. And then we also have Now That's Punny coming up, too. It's the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. AM560 WFIL.com on the app. That's Power in the Name. Damon Elliott, the son of Dion Warwick, who's on the first part of that song. Also Crazy Bone from the group Bone Thugs and Harmony and uh, Power in the Name. Quick break. Now that's punny. Awaits on the other side. It's Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, and we're almost done. This wonderful broadcast, and it has been a wonderful one. Pastor Paul Shepard and Dion Warwick on our program. But better than that, can I even say that out loud? Yes. It's now that's punny. Woohoo! Doug, how you doing? Good, Tim. Ready? I'm ready. All right, I have some uh, some things to run by you here. Oh, boy. I bought a sweater recently. It's still kind of cold out, not for long, but it kept zapping me due to static electricity. So I took it back to the store, and they gave me a new one free of charge. Nice. Oh, free of charge. Oh, okay. Let's see if we can get to start. Static charge. Yeah. Thank you very much. Hey, Doug, here's one for you. Mm -hmm. What kind of prize do you give someone who's really lazy and they haven't used their muscles in the past year? Uh, What would I buy myself? Let me think here. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What? Uh, trophy. A trophy. Somebody dropped off a huge bag of quarters on my front porch yesterday. Quarters? Out of the blue. Huge bag. Mm. Like trash bag size. Wow. Now, on the one hand, it was great to have the money. 
Mm-hmm. On the other hand, it was a little unsettling to have a stranger on my property. I, I guess I'm just not sure how I feel about the sudden change. <laughs> it's dawning on... I hit the dawning. wrong button. Whatever. <laughs> Doug, uh, you know, my wife Tina, she said, and this is not like her, but she's like, you're going to have to leave the house if you don't stop doing your flamingo impersonation. Oh, my gosh. So I was like, well, I had to put my foot down. She puts up with a lot, that's for sure. Doug, speaking of which, why are men more logical than women? I'm getting in trouble here, but... You are. <laughs> because men have a Y chromosome. Why? A Y... Cro- uh, do I have to hit a button for that? Uh, yes, you can't not... Uh, hold on, where's the dog? Wait a minute. Thanks. There we go. Thanks a lot. Okay. Doug, uh... Mm-hmm. One of the seven dwarves rear-ended my car this morning. Mm. Uh, my car was fine, thankfully, but his was all messed up. Gets out of the car. He says, I'm not happy. So I'm like, well, which one are you? Dopey. No, that's you. Oh. Oh. Doug, how did the computer hacker escape the police? How uh, much time do we have? I don't know. He ran somewhere. <laughs> Ransom. <laughs> That's good. Doug, uh, let's move into the modern times here. How much does an influencer weigh? An uh, influencer weigh. I don't know how much, Tim. An Instagram. <laughs> Are you an influencer, Doug? No, I'm not. <laughs> Nobody would believe me. Doug, what did Delaware? What did Delaware? Uh-huh. Uh, First state? Back in the day, yeah, I used to hear in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. But Idaho, but Alaska. So you got two states on that one. Mm-hmm. You, you are loving this, aren't you? I'm having a blast. Doug, <laughs> Doug, I watched, speaking of which, I watched a documentary last night on how airplanes are held together. Glue. It was riveting. I got it. I got that one. <clears throat> I was on a department head call on Zoom in January, and I told a joke, but nobody laughed. So in February's department head meeting, I tried to tell another joke, and still nobody laughed. And this month, I tried a joke on a Zoom a Zoom call, and still nobody laughed. Okay. It turns out I'm not remotely funny. Only <laughs> 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 in person. All right, that's enough. Doug, I have a pet anaconda named Tiny. Really? Yeah. You know why his name Tiny? Not a clue. Because he's my anaconda. You're killing me, Smalls. You get an anaconda, you can name what you want. <laughs> my Pico app is a very encouraging app, Doug. Every time I log in, it tells me my balance is outstanding. What would you do with a brain if you had one? <laughs> Last but not least. Thank you. Did you hear about Farmer Fred from Feasterville? Farmer Fred from Feasterville. Yeah, he had 196 cows, but when he rounded them up, he had 200. How'd that happen? I don't know. <laughs> Extra steak for everyone. Well, that'll do it. Hey. For our fine pun segment. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for tuning in. Alistair Bag, Truth for Life, coming up next. Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL. 
Flynn.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.